We're live. Hey everyone. Kia ora. We're back. We're back from the Southern Islands. The Southern Islands. <laughs> How are you guys? Welcome to the Simon and Christy Show. Episode 7, I think it is. 7, and we actually haven't done this for like a month. Sorry hey, about Stephen that. from Scotland. So good to see you. So it's been a whole month. I think um, we normally were doing it every fortnight and then somehow things got a bit crazy and then we've been away. So it's so good to be back. Yay, we're live. I can see us there. Awesome. I'm just going to share. Feel free to share us with your friends. <laughs> so we have been on holiday in the South Island of New Zealand for the last week. Uh, I was privileged to be able to take a wedding down in Invercargill, which is like the southernmost city of New Zealand. And uh, so we spent a few days after that just hanging out in Queenstown. Um, it's the first time I've been in the South Island of New Zealand I in my whole life. I couldn't believe that. The first time someone had ever been to the South Island. It was my second time, but the first time I went was only a while ago, and I only went to Christchurch for a few days. So years ago, you've travelled in a lot of places around the oh, world. All the world, yeah. But America. <laughs> first trip for me ever was to Israel, other side of the world. And the funny thing was when we were there, everyone kept saying to us, your South Island in New Zealand is just beautiful, and we'd always be like, yes, it is, but we were quite embarrassed because we'd never seen it, eh? Yeah, it was. It's beautiful, guys. It's yeah. like the Alps. There's a bit of snow yeah. there. It was so nice. So, um, Christy, what was your highlight? Number one. Oh, hi, it was seeing our friends, Stephen and Rachel, get married. You did a really good job with the wedding, Thank and you. it was just a beautiful ceremony. I love the fact that there was a few people from Whangarei there, because... It's really cool when you're in a place you've never been before, um, the other end of the country, to still see familiar faces, so that was nice. But also, just, I think, the view. When you're in Invercargill, uh, and, but Queenstown mainly, um, and you look outside, just seeing scenery that you're not used to, seeing those mountains covered in snow was just weird. Mm. It was just so weird for us. I not thinking, in Invercargill, though, because it's like flat. That's real flat, yeah. But Queenstown, it just was like... Out like we're in another country so that was beautiful i kept getting blown away by how amazing god is hi sarah sarah's just had a baby yeah congratulations sarah you just gave so you birth might be watching yesterday this from hospital. <laughs> i hope you're doing well um, my highlight was the trip to milford sound which i just read is one of the um, lonely planets destinations to visit in your lifetime sort of thing so that was like a how, how many hours it was like a 12 hour trip from queenstown so we were like in a bus for eight of those or something. I think something. it's normally it a three-hour drive, but our bus stopped at places, yeah. yeah. But that was beautiful. Um, as you know, I'm a bit of a bit of a movie nut, so seeing the locations, um, like Lord of the Rings, yeah. um, Alien Covenant was filmed down there, quite a few movies, so it was just awesome to be there. Cool. So, yeah. A massive shout-out to our son and daughter-in-law, because after the wedding, they offered us some of their honeymoon um, hotel nights, separate rooms, of course, <laughs> that we could use. That they backstory to that, they got married in the middle of lockdown, so they couldn't use their um, hotel accommodation back then, and they had to use it up yeah. by a certain date. So they gave um, us some nights, and we were in a, a nice nights. hotel in Queenstown. We felt very spoiled. So thank you so much, guys. Yeah. We love you heaps. It was amazing. Another crazy thing that has happened this week, and we're still laughing about it. <laughs> um, we've just changed our signage and our logo logo for our church and school. Um, and it used to be like a sort of stylized flame dove um, sort of logo that we had. 
um, a, a big version of that on our church building and on our school building as it's well. It's still on some of our school uniforms. Yeah. So um, this week we discovered that an artist had used the offcut of that and called it their own um, and had donated that to another organization in the city <laughs> and said, well, this is what this means. And this is, I so made we were this. just, um, <laughs> we were laughing because a friend messaged me initially and goes, this looks familiar. And we we're like, actually, that's the actual offcut of our, of our, you designed it I know. and we paid for this and they found it in a bin and were saying it was their own <laughs> artwork. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to name names. No, <laughs> and it's really all sorted out now, but it was just very entertaining. It was. Um, so be sure your sins will find you out. And <laughs> Don't uh, copy other people's art artwork, guys. Not. Yeah, it's uh, frustrating. <laughs> and before we left on our holiday, we had our awesome all-in expansion offering yeah. celebration service at church. We dedicated 10 babies. Um, we took up our annual... Um, expansion offering for our new the new house we bought next door to our church and our new building and our new frontage it was just amazing you guys can still give to that if if you feel led by the way no pressure at all um but we're still keeping that open for people that may yeah. not have given on the day it's just it's so exciting to be involved in a church that um is moving forward and is excited about so being cool. a really, lighthouse to the community i'm excited yeah. about the house next door we don't yet know what we're doing we're renting it out but we've got heaps of different ideas from the future how it could impact our community or school or whatever so we're yeah. excited you can just go to our website renewchurch.nz and give and there's a place you can click down and select expansion offerings so keep sewing into that if you want guys that'd be awesome Sweet questions for this week. Thank you for those questions. Please yeah. keep come um, sending them to us. Favorite board game? Ooh. So we all are time or current? All time, maybe. I don't know. We can say whatever. Um, we are a big board gaming family, a family that board games together stays together, <laughs> and um, and we get really loud as well. So we feel sorry for the. Uh, the neighbours around because you know you're la yelling at each other and you're laughing and it's one of our neighbours is hard of hearing though and she always says to me I never hear your family so I feel good about that <laughs> um, so for me probably my all time favourite board game would be Dominion oh, yes. and um, it's a cool board game guys I've got a I actually I don't think I could actually carry it for screen but we've got all the expansions it's just huge so we've had to build our own carrying case for it. Um, so Dominion, it's an amazing game. I think it's my all-time favourite. And we have, like, lately we've had a year-long running scoring thing, so whenever the kids are over and we play it, we can sort of keep a record of who's in the on the leaderboard. Yep. That's a fun game. I like that game. Um, I would have to say our, my current favourite game is the one that we've just started playing that our son and his wife own. Called... Code Names? No. Or the Thing. The Thing. The Thing. I really like The Thing. Infection at I Outpost hate 31. It, but I like it. Because someone is the baddie and you have to guess who it is and I'm not good at lying, but... It's sort it's... of like that Mafia game and that new computer game, um, I can't even remember That all the called. hip kids play, yeah. that we forgot what it's called, that everyone's playing online right now. So, yeah, <laughs> Someone too. tell us what it's called. Something Within, maybe? Or that's something I don't know. We must be so oh, Among Us. Among that's Us, it. that's the one. It's like that, but board game version. Yeah. So if you want cool things to do with your family, definitely recommend yeah. board games. And if you want to lie and deceive and just be horrible... And still be a Christian, just do it in a board game. <laughs> it's probably why all the homeschoolers love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Among us, thank you. Marie, you, our kids play it all the time. We're old and out of date. But if you want a board game <laughs> version of that, The Thing. It's a cool board game. Marie's a bit of a fan, I think. <laughs> We're old and out of date. Well, when it comes to Among Us, have you ever played it? Yeah. When? A couple of times. Oh, Simon's hip. 
<laughs> okay, um, this is a really interesting question. Internet and kids, any tips? Ooh, yeah. So we live in a world which, you know, it's the kids growing up nowadays, they've got whatever the deepest, darkest parts of humanity there within reach and just with a click on their, on their smartphone. So it's, it's a very dangerous and scary place um, to be. But I always have hope for the next generations because God has chosen them to live in this time. Um, so the advice that I have, and then I'll pass it over to Christy, um, something to maybe educate yourself in about this would be the, the latest or one of the latest documentaries from Netflix, which is called The Social Dilemma. Um, really, really good guys that have been the top of their game in social media, sort of internet circles, um, and they're talking about the dangers of, of these things and things to watch out for. So at the end of that, they give tips um, for kids oh, um, cool. and, and what they do with, with their kids. Um, so that's really good to watch. So it's the social dilemma. Um, for me, just some points, educate yourself. So a lot of parents that we've talked to say, well, we don't know, you know, we just have no idea. Well, it's really no excuse. It's easy to educate yourself. So educate yourself as to the dangers of the internet, what yeah. to do. You know, it's just ask other parents about um, it if you don't understand how things work. Yeah. So we we did this a few years ago. We did a, a parents' night about how to you know safeguard your kids against the dangers of the internet. And all the parents that came along were the ones that probably knew better, but the ones that didn't come along should have been there, <laughs> um, unfortunately. So educate yourself. Um, ones that we have instigated um, in our in our household: no phones before high school. Um, no phones in bedroom, being in public places when you're surfing the internet. Um, we used to have an internet filter, but with the mobile data plans now, um, kids can just you know click onto mobile data and they've got no filtering there. I know that there is filtering for that, so it's something that we probably may may need to look into. There are some really good internet filters around. Um, Disney has a one-off one you can purchase, and that's really good for limiting screen time. If you've so got, got young that. kids, yeah, we've got that. Like You can um, put time limits on your kids or allow access or not to certain sites. Of course, teens can get around that with data on phones, but if you've got young kids and you'd really love to just say, hey, you can get this much time as a reward or whatever, I highly recommend that it's about $100 and all your devices go through it. You can see what they've been looking at. It's such a good yeah. filter. Um, also, if maybe you are someone who struggles with pornography, stuff like that, I'd really encourage you looking into some of the apps and filters you can have just even as an adult or teenager to help you have good boundaries or be accountable to someone. There's great stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But when you're raising kids, I think it's so important to actually not just have rules and regulations, but teach them healthy habits. So like Simon said, one of the healthy habits we raised our kids were, you can use the internet in a public place, laptops, at the table, phones in the lounge, in the table, uh, leave your phones out at night to charge, you know, in the lounge or with us. But I don't think it's wise or open bedroom with your door open if you're going to be live chatting with friends. I just think leaving your kid alone with a phone in their room all night, um, man, I would have been tempted to look up a lot of stuff as a young person. So I think just creating healthy habits, talking to them about stuff, about the dangers and having open conversation where you can maybe share some of your experiences and give advice. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. So just as a bit of background, our kids are all teenagers now. Um, so yeah, maybe this advice would be a little bit different if yeah. you had kids that but are like But still three. with our teens, up till when they're 18, we pretty much say no phones in your room. Yeah. We encourage healthy um, use of laptops and stuff around and about. Yeah, I just think it's um, good habits and good boundaries. Yeah. Everyone's different. 
but don't give up if you find it too overwhelming or hard i would encourage you to get some advice off friends what what do you find helps when they were little we had really good we had no media during the week except for special occasions and on the weekend they could go hard out our kids were big gamers so we we love gaming online and stuff like that but we had a way to sort of get that um, addiction killed during the week was nap schoolwork. You can watch a bit of tally, but no media until the weekends, and then it was like, yay, weekends. Yeah. So that was good. My last tip is just just talk with your kids and get to know them. Um, you know, get to know what their favourite movies are. Get to know what books they're reading. Just just be a part of their life, uh, and then ask them, you know, what struggles do they think that young people have today and just get them involved in the conversation yeah um because it is a real minefield out there um you know once i was talking to to parents and they said oh no we trust our kids you know all they would look at on on the internet in their bedroom would i'm sure it's just just cars and motorbikes and things i'm just thinking well, i probably, probably wouldn't have been not. looking at cars <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> i think too i think i've talked talk to my kids or one or two of us about this i've actually said hey if you need to talk about it and you don't feel comfortable talking to us, grab one of the youth leaders at church or someone that you feel comfortable yeah, talking absolutely. to because sometimes kids won't feel comfortable talking to their parents if they are struggling or worried about stuff. So almost give them permission that if they struggle talking to you, maybe they could find mm. someone at church to talk to because um, you just want to encourage them to talk to someone. It takes a village to raise a family. That's good. I agree with that. That's so good. Cool. Okay, here is... Oh. This is a bit of a meh question. <laughs> no, it's not. That's a good question. Favourite cheesecake flavour? Yes. I don't have one. I love cheesecake. It's yep. one of my favourite foods. Wait, De you don't have a favourite flavour? Dairy is evil. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I'm trying to cut out dairy in my yeah, my lifestyle, so I don't have a cheesecake But if you had flavor. to choose a flavour, would you choose like a chocolatey flavour or a citrusy flavour? I have no idea. Really? No. Like it's a not, Mars bar It's not something that I've given much thought to. Really? Why? Okay, me, if I had to choose a flavour, I don't Wait, know Wait, is this why. one of the questions you, you think about at night? Well, I did like... think... Of, no, someone asked this question yesterday, and I thought I'm going to think about this question. It's a valuable question. <laughs> Maybe they want to buy me a cheesecake. <laughs> My favourite cheesecake flavour? I probably would go with, like, a vanilla-y... I just love cheesecake. You would Baked go with pastry flavour. Like a fla like a vanilla would be great. Mmm. Or a caramel... Good question. All right. Thank you for whoever asked that. You know who you are. We are coming up to our national elections in New Zealand. So oh, here's yes. a bit of a question for us. What helps you decide which party to vote oh, for? Oh, that's a good question. And you know what? Life feels crazy with elections at the moment because we're all online. There's a lot of stuff about the American elections too. <laughs> and people are getting angry. and Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I the question reckon... was, what helps you decide which party to vote for? I reckon that there are sort of three ways that people can vote, and this is just my um, limited knowledge of politics. First of all, we can vote for the party that lines up most with our moral and ethical values. So um, I think a lot of Christians vote this way. One way. A second yeah. way is vote for the party that lines up with your governmental values. How you know how do they run the country? What's you know the infrastructure mm. yeah. of the country and, and stuff. Thirdly, is vote for the party that you think has the potential to knock out the current party that you don't like. Which is more strategic voting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So um, I am still not 100% decided, decided about who I'm actually going to vote for. Um, and it is really tricky as a pastor because 
um, people have such extreme views on this and people get heated and, yeah. and what do you do if you actually have people in your church that are standing for us? Yeah, we've been asked to promote party different and, parties this year. Um, yeah. One thing that I would recommend though, um, Family First, which is a non-profit organisation here in New Zealand, very, very good um, Christian values, Christian based, and they put out a pamphlet, um, sort of a flyer of what... Um, ministers in parliament or the parties that are coming up to vote um, all the people that are standing and what their views are on things ranging from leadership to moral and ethical values it just gives a little bit of a heads up as to mm. you know what are the, the values that these people have um, we have found by experience because we're old now and as Christy says what did you say used past our use by date well, I don't ever um, said we're past our I said we don't know what among us is because because we're, we're old and we're over, yeah <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, but you would think that political parties would mostly, you know, lead the country economically and stuff. But we've seen so often an ethical or a moral value comes up or a law and it gets passed. And it's just, then they, they never pass better moral laws. It's, it's all, you know, yeah. legalizing prostitution. We, we've got the referendums at the moment. Um, one's uh, legalizing euthanasia and other one's legalizing legalizing cannabis for um, recreational use so no, I've never seen someone actually present a bill that actually makes better ethics or morals in my opinion in our country um, so for me I I would probably more vote on ethical and moral values um, than anything else but you've got a whole lot of minor parties and they're on one percent you know and they're probably not going to get in so what do you do there so mm. do you then vote on um do you want to get you know if there's a party that you don't like and they're in or etc so some do, people do will vote strategically? vote strategically or some people would just say well i'm voting for before god or for my yeah, own ethical yeah. so yeah it's not an easy one i, I would it's a gray area i would encourage you to do your research i'd encourage you to talk to people if you can do it without getting heated and horrible I think it's really important that you can still be kind and friendly to people that disagree with your voting. I've got friends that are voting for multiple different parties that I wouldn't vote for. Um, you still need to be kind. And um, I think it's important to pray, do your research and, and vote. I think it's still really important to vote, guys. <laughs> no matter what you do, vote. Because if you're not going to vote, you can't complain. Yes. Um, and there are awesome Christian people in many of the different parties in Parliament, and we've heard that they do get together and I'll pray, talk about it later. which is cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, whatever you do, vote, do your research. Like Simon said, there's some good resources online, and be kind, people. Yeah. It's the political parties are not going to transform this nation. It's the it's the heart of God. God wants to do that, um, so don't put all your hope in them. So my last tip for this. Um, is just involve God in, in your decision. Ask him um, because he wants to be a part of your life, even your voting. But then if God tells you who to vote for, is everyone else voting wrong? <laughs> Some people would say that. I will say though, um, with the referendum coming up, I will be so bold as to say what we're doing. Um, the first one is legalizing cannabis. For recreational use. Vote no for that. Um, oh. we're, we're supposed to be going like, smoke free by 2025 or something as a nation and yet we're trying to people how to vote absolutely and like i said a couple of podcasts ago was it last podcast we haven't seen any good fruit come from smoking weed the other one is legalizing euthanasia just want to share a little bit about our part of our church's purpose statement or our doctrinal statement it says this we believe that all human life from conception to the grave is sacred and must be respected and protected regardless of age or ailment so um 
we're definitely anti-euthanasia, but you've got to educate yourself as to what euthanasia actually is. There's a lot of confusion about that, and, and some people, um, you know, look up palliative care, what, what, what we do it's in New Zealand. It's not turning off life support, not that's not euthanasia. Yeah, there's ways you can look it up. Even people that are keen on aspects of euthanasia have said this current law is quite dangerous, so do some research, guys, look into it. But we still love you no matter what you decide, but do some research. <laughs> yes. Um, so today's talk, and Christy sort of did a spoiler alert before. Oh, I didn't um, know what your talk was. I was talking to someone in the know about politics a few weeks ago, and they said that um, across all the parties that are currently in government, there are 20-something-plus full-on Christians in the different parties. That's cool. Um, we haven't got like a Christian, specific Christian party in Parliament at the moment, but um, throughout the other ones, there's 20-plus, and they get together regularly, wow. and they pray. That's awesome. Uh, which is so awesome. And um, just want to talk a little bit about our vocation and our occupation, because um, I didn't really understand this when I was a young, um, zealous Bible college student. I thought the pinnacle of um, <laughs> Did you? Christian leadership was to be in full-time ministry. Wow. Um, and it'd be like, you know, you, you arrived, you know, God was calling everyone. And if you were a little bit less holy, then you'd be something like... Wow, did you actually think that? That's so sort bad. And I think it's, I guess it's a perception, you know, all the holy people and especially, you know, favoured by God will be in full-time ministry. Um, <laughs> until I heard of the concept of the pillars of society, which I actually wasn't, we weren't taught this in Bible college. And society, there's sort of like pillars or mountaintops that make up society. So there's education is a big one. Business is a big one. Arts and entertainment. Um, health, I think, is a big one. Mm. Family is a huge one. Religion is a big one. So people sort of, you know, differ in what these pillars are. But you can actually break down society into these pillars. And, you know, God, I really do believe now that God actually is calling us to be in full-time ministry or full-time ministries in one of those pillars of society. Yeah. Oh, polit politics are or another multiple one. throughout your life. Um, so what happened back, back in the 70s, especially, that people thought, well, Jesus is going to come back very, very soon. And, you know, you've got to get ready how's she going to be left behind? Don't and bother going to university. A lot of people actually yeah. didn't understand that maybe God was calling them to be salt and light in politics or salt and light in arts and entertainment, in the media. So I think the media is another one as well. Um, so we come to now, 2020, and by and large, we don't see a huge amount of, of real committed, full-on Christians in these leadership areas in yeah. those sectors. So God is called, what I mean by full-time ministry, you're not getting paid for it, but what you're doing in life, you know, you're a full-time minister as a Christian. So maybe God is calling you into politics, like those 20 plus people at the moment that are praying. Uh, maybe God is calling you into media. Maybe God is calling you into pastoring like he called us well, to. seeing your job wherever it is. Yeah. Or will fit into one of those pillars and seeing your job as an amazing ministry. Just who you are, the way you treat people, the way you influence people, that's powerful. Yeah, um, there's a parable about the talents, I think it was, and I think I've shared this a, a little bit before, that master which represented God um, gives his servants talents or resources, and he says um, to invest them um, until he comes back. Another, I think the parable is spoken of slightly differently in a couple of Gospels in the Bible, but another one in another Gospel says, occupy until I return. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and that's, I think, where we get the word occupation from. So occupy is like, I think, a bit of a military term. It's not just standing still, but it's also advancing. It's also investing. And God is calling us to do that um, until he returns, not to sort of barricade ourselves in a bunker somewhere and, 
and, and protect ourselves from the world until he comes back. No, God is calling us to advance. The gates of hell will not prevail against... When you said octopi, all I could think of was lots of octopuses. O- occupy, not octopi. <laughs> Breed octopi until... Till he returns. Oh, actually, no, it's octopuses, isn't it? It's you like... totally misunderstood the scripture and you start breeding octopuses. <laughs> yes. God, I've got lots of octopi. I was being really spiritual and Sorry. it sounded really good and then my wife Sorry. just talks about... I love what you're saying. Actually, I don't because... think it's octopi. I think it's octopuses. Well, we'll find that does, out. Does someone know? I just think some people can think that their job or their current phase doesn't matter but when you look at some of the amazing biblical stories and even stories of people that have gone before us, just that a few moments in their maybe mundane job could be life-changing for someone else. Maybe it's praying for someone, giving wisdom to someone, just caring for someone, speaking up or being involved in a policy or in some decision a company made can be generationally amazingly influential. So don't look down upon your role Um, or your phase, whether you're at home as a parent, in a mundane everyday job, doing sales or whatever, see it as your vocation and your ministry. And even if it's not for long term, maybe if it's just a short term phase, really see it as your ministry. And I think that you'll be amazed at what God does through you. We've just been corrected. Thank you, everyone. I knew it was octopuses. Octopuses. Octopi is not correct. So guys, if you misread that scripture and thought God wanted you to breed octopi until he returns, that's not what it is. He would say octopuses. He wants you to occupy. It wasn't an issue with me. You were the one who was thinking about octopi, which isn't even a word. I love octopuses. They're cute. Anyway, with that highly spiritual note, we are just about to sign off. But it's been great today. It's been good. Remember what we talked about, guys. Vote. Do your research. Ask around. Do look if you. I just one thing I want to say. Invite God and ask Him. Yeah. About that. One thing I want to say is some people, their Facebook feed or the media they check on is always leaning towards one side. It is good to look at both sides of the story. Um, if you're often consuming liberal stuff, maybe look at some conservative points of view. <laughs> I'd encourage that because most mainstream media is quite liberal. So I'd encourage you to check that out, even if you don't agree with it. Just see what other people are saying. Coming up at Renew Church this yes, weekend. we're back um, at church. We missed everyone. Hopefully you've seen our promo for that. Yeah, cool as video. So, Share um, that around. Yeah, Travis is the videographer from He's Whangarei. Awesome. Can't remember what his... His company is calling right now, but he uh, he's he's so good. So thank you, Travis, for that. Yeah, it's so good um, to be able to share videos and photos because a lot of people don't know what church is like. They're really scared about coming. So it's good to show them a little snippet, which means that they might be keen to visit. Yeah, so I'm starting a series all about stepping out. Yes. Um, stepping out of our comfort zone, stepping into what God is wanting us. So it's a bit of a continuation of the thing that I've been speaking about the last few weeks, but I'm really excited about it. So you are invited Sunday morning, 9 a.m. and 11 yes, a.m. Yes, that'd be cool. Stepping out into breeding octopuses or getting involved in politics. Yeah. We are privileged to be able to uh, partner with A21, which stands yes. for Abolishing Slavery, and especially in the area of trafficking and stuff in, in the, the 21st century. century. So we've got a cool event coming up for that. Um, yeah, that's, you know more about that? Yeah, that's next Saturday. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Normally we did, all around the world, they would do a giant walk, and it was so cool doing that last year. But because of COVID, they're just doing a live stream event. So we're hosting one of those events at our church next Saturday at 7, and the cafe will be open with $2 of every drink sold going towards 
A21. There's going to be info about it and an hour-long um, video that we're going to watch, take part in. And I just so encourage you to come. Maybe people in the community that you know that are interested in um, the issue of trafficking would be keen to come. Last year we had community workers come who actually did deal with um, trafficking issues in Northland. It's actually yeah. happening in New Zealand. So book that in your diary, 7pm next Saturday, and invite people to come. The info is on Facebook. There's an event, but it's so good. We need to learn more. We need to learn ways of how we can help and how we can um, protect others. That's next Saturday. Yes. That's it. Yeah. You guys have an amazing weekend, and hopefully see you on Sunday. Yeah, look forward to seeing you. Bye. See ya.